This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, this whole podcast is such a win-win for you, for me, sexually, medically, but it's not just for me. It's for us, isn't it? I'm Av Sinensky, and I understand Scheinfeld is in syndication. And I'm Will Leach, and I want to wear white pants with you. Welcome back to, I think I just peed a little, little bit. <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss season 11, episode 9, Igor. Gregor and Timor, which originally aired yesterday, December 19th, 2021. We're very excited to have our special guest, Will. Av, I think this is the, the second time you've potted with uh, Will. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, Will was Sammy and I, Sammy, your brother, um, and I did a very extended sports movie bracket over, I think it was 2019 and the beginning of 2020, which ultimately culminated in a episode where we did the uh, 32 top movie bracket after we had, you know, we took every sport and did a bracket for that. And then we got down to 32 and uh, Will was on one of our guest panelists um, as an expert in sports and an expert in movies um, was as good of a uh, guest as we could have hoped for. And I don't, I believe we declared it was, um, What's it called? It was the um, that basketball documentary. Uh, Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams. There we go. I don't know why yes. I couldn't pull it. Yeah. Uh, Hoop Dreams, I think, was the winner. Uh, spoiler alert for those of uh, those of you still catching up on the uh, <laughs> yeah, sports movie bracket. They're so <laughs> mad right now. Yeah. Um, yeah so, so, yeah. Movie expert, sports expert, uh, contributing yeah. editor at New York Magazine, host of The Long Game with LZ and Leach, the podcast with LZ Granderson, author of How Lucky. Also, Will, I was just reading, or I've been reading over the last uh, week or so, the, the new HBO book and i just got up to the section of your uh, your infamous night with buzz <laughs> i haven't read it yet i have do i do i come across okay i know jim yeah uh, there's no me for it yeah but for, I, for someone I, who's you know already familiar with it as i was there, there's nothing new in particular to, right. in, in that section so but yeah i mean just just remember again how insane it was you know uh, I, my, my my favorite thing about uh, I've never I, I've said I what, he, what he's referring to for those of you who don't know is that I was on uh, Costas now back in uh, 2008 if you can believe that with uh, Buzz Bissinger who now shares a book editor with me by the way which oh, wow. is a nice touch uh, but uh, yeah I, I, it was a whole ter- 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 uh, ordeal I like Jim Miller he's a really nice guy he's a really good reporter and I'm trying to know this is the second oral history book that I show up in he did one on ESPN and I like that one more because Bob Lee says I'm funny so in the, ESPN the, book. in the ESPN book I'm uh, assuming he does not say in the HBO one but uh in the in the ESPN he does so yeah. I, I don't believe Buzz is interviewed or at least if it is it's not included in the mm. book in the in the uh, okay. HBO book but but Costas is and you know everyone else is obviously um yeah and then yeah. And also HBO had the other thing on Joe Buck's show between um oh yeah w- with um Artie Lang with, with Artie and Joe 
which is although I mean that's a little bit different because Hardy is, is a comedian and is expected to go off on people and but but yeah. that, that was sort of a similar dynamic and I had sort of forgotten that those had, I think in my head they had both sort of melded into one event in my in my memory not for you obviously and they both and they both got the shows canceled they were on canceled <laughs> but then like four more episodes later oh wow <laughs> yeah like neither one of them that, that that I remember I was not doing Desmond at the time but uh, I think AJ and Tommy Craig's were and I remember Craig's wrote a thing about the next morning I remember watching that moment being like oh wow I because I I'm I'm a Joe Buck defender generally speaking i'm a generally a joe buck defender. No, so am i i like him but i remember watching that thing like wow joe buck should not have a show and this show is not going to make it very much longer <laughs> and it didn't it was it was very obvious from the get-go that this was uh that that the little chuckle hut they were trying to put together was uh was not really going to work yeah i think joe buck has is is probably my favorite play-by-play person he has a sense of humor he has a podcast which yeah. i've listened to which i think is pretty good um you know his medical advice maybe wasn't so great uh this past week uh but oh, no, i didn't see the- it I don't, I don't know if i want to know that yeah. yeah anyway but yeah let's let's not get into all of that uh we're here to discuss curb uh we're here to discuss uh three eponymous roles all played by bill Hader, which is very exciting um bill yeah, Hader- we're, we're, this is i think our earliest the earliest we've ever recorded to the, yeah. the release of an episode i think you know maybe next week we'll record before the episode even comes out like just mm. like give it a shot okay um because that's that's the trend that we're on um but yeah we're we're excited to be here um we actually alex and i represent now um 40 of the winning seinfeld trivia team at the uh, most recent <laughs> ad trivia um we were joined last week by a uh, recent pretty 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 good podcast guest ali lasher and friend of the podcast ad sutton and of course, Missy, who is known from uh, various 32 fans and pretty, pretty, pretty good uh, stories, I think. Um, so, yeah, we're we're the world experts on Seinfeld. We beat all the other people in the bar. Um, I contributed very little, um, but I'm happy. You know, I was happy to be part of the team. So we're excited about that as well. Uh, we also want to wish happy birthday to JB Smooth, as we did on Twitter. I think maybe there's some new uh, some new uh, followers of the podcast because we seem to have gained a lot of uh, tw- uh, Twitter followers from that because JB Smooth uh, retweeted our birthday wishes to him. So if you're uh, joining us as a result of that, uh, welcome. Um, I'm not sure you quite understand what you have in store, but welcome <laughs> nonetheless. I um, was also really excited to see JB Smooth over the weekend uh, in the new the new Spider-Man movie. So that was that. Uh, that it, it's those uh, those three teacher combination. I wish we got more scenes of that because they always tickle me those three guys and, and uh, eight thousand new caesars commercials as well obviously um yeah fair enough yeah um okay so before we jump into the episode will just why don't you uh share with us um maybe kind of just like your background on curb in general like what your thoughts are on the season to date so far and uh we'll kind of use that as a lead-in before we jump into the episode yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm a uh, I will say I I, I watch I watch Seinfeld like like everyone else. I think Kirby enthusiasm I think ultimately is probably more to my speed. <laughs> uh, I I will say it's uh, I love I, I love Seinfeld, but for me Kirby enthusiasm there's something about uh, it, it's strange how immediately the Larry David character became iconic in kind of American culture in a way that that like Kramer was funny and George had a little bit of it. And but like there was once this specific character seemed to represent something about a very specific part of the American character. <laughs> and I always, I've always kind of loved that about uh, uh, the show. And I think some seasons I tend my my general feeling, I my favorite seasons are the ones that generally follow a specific arc. I like yeah. when they, they wander off. But I tend to prefer the arc seasons. My favorite season is probably the one where they do the Seinfeld reunion. I would say that's probably, probably yeah. my favorite one. Uh, I like the baseball one too. The baseball one's a good one too. Um, but like for me, I like it when I don't want every, every episode. I don't want it to be like a, 
you know, uh, uh, lost or something, but I do like the idea of having a through line all the way through. So the, the move, the show can wander around, but end up coming back on that path. So those are my, those, those are my favorite, favorite, favorite ones. And I felt last season was okay. And I've generally really enjoyed this. I think I probably enjoyed this season more than last year's I've noticed this year. And I'm sure you guys have noticed as well. There's a certain wistfulness. I think sometimes that he's got a little bit this year. Uh, I don't know if this, I don't know if it means it's last year. He may not do it for four years and then come back and do it. But like the idea that like, the sub, like the idea that his childhood home has been created for this new sitcom feels like Larry Dave, like combine that with the Seth Rogen scene, which I think to me really feels like him saying something very specific about himself and right. actually kind of why he's been doing the show. Like it feels you know, as much as this show can possibly be uh, all, a little bit more personal than uh, it, the, the, the one with Albert Brooks ending on this kind of wistful uh, uh, note at the, at the concert. There's just been a lot of like little moments that feel certainly not Larry David mellowing, but maybe a little, like a little bit more of a personal, uh, not emotional, but more uh, uh, nostalgic bent to the show than I think we've seen in the past. Now, it obviously hasn't gone entirely that direction as this episode will show, uh, but I do think that uh, there's been a little bit more of that this season. I've kind of enjoyed it. Do you, are you, do you think, are you implying by that, that you think that this might be more that he has in mind, this could be the final season? I, I don't, I mean, again, it, he, he famous, of course, claims that yeah. he never knows whether it's going to be final season at all, but it does feel like, I'll put it this way. Whenever a movie director does a uh, movie about their growing up experience, like Steven Spielberg is doing next year, for example, yeah. it's usually a sign that they are coming toward the end of something. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean that's what's happening, but the idea, like that scene where he and Jeff go in and they see for the first time the set of young Larry, yeah. there's, it's actually kind of a little emotional moment, right? Like you kind of see him look around and be like, wow, this is the exact room I was in. That feels like, that feels like Larry David, the person becoming a product. And even going back to the Seth Rogen thing, like great line where he's like, where, where Seth Rogen's like, oh, so you're a nice person who pretends to be a mean person. So people will, uh, so people won't like you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> that feels yeah. like a meta moment in a way that I, that I really kind of enjoyed. And I think there's just been a few more of those this year than I think you ordinarily get, which is again, you know, as, as what has, who has watched it, has someone who's watched his fair share of uh, of uh, young white auteurs become old white auteurs. Uh, <laughs> right. I, you, you tend to see, uh, uh, it's the sort of thing you sort of see. It's not surprising that Steve, or Seth Rogen, speaking of Seth Rogen, he's in, next year, Steven Spielberg is doing a movie uh, about his childhood and, oh, well, and Seth Rogen yeah. plays like his cool uncle. And I think that it, it's the sort of thing that people do when they're, when they've had a long career and kind of like, okay, here's something I've always kind of wanted to do. And I think, I think the way he's done young Larry has been in a very specifically Larry David kind of way. That's been great. But uh, that's one of the things I really enjoyed about this season. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, not for nothing. He's, he, and of course we wish him, you know, many years of health and happiness and, and hopefully more curb, but he is 74 yeah. years old. He's old. So, right? yeah. he's, he's, he's older than we realize. He's a senior. Right? He's a senior. Yes. Yeah. He's an active senior. He's a very active senior. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, listen, yeah, as you said, like every every season is kind of for the last, I don't know, five, six seasons now was was ended in a way that it could have been this, the, the series finale of the show if it needed to be. Um, I definitely agree with you. There is definitely does feel like there's something a little extra in that regard going on this season. Um, I don't know if this is quite his once upon a time in Hollywood. Maybe it's his right. licorice pizza. <laughs> right. Um, right, right. You know, I don't know if it's quite up to the level. I do think I haven't looked at our numbers that carefully. But we, we rate every episode on a zero to five scale. I would say just like off the top of my head to me, this feels like the best season since season seven. I feel like eight, nine and 10 were, I, I liked eight. I, I think 10, when we get back to it, um, I think I, I will enjoy nine. I think it's probably one of the worst seasons. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I know. I definitely think I've I've really enjoyed almost every episode of the season. Um, yeah. It's been really fun. It's there's a definitely like a bit of like a wackier feel to it. Um, some of that just comes like a growing trend over the seasons. Is that like it's almost as if the, the characters in the show like know who Larry David is and like are reacting to him as if he's yeah. like like this avatar of like rather than just like <laughs> an anonymous, a mostly anonymous right. person who lives in the real world in L.A. Um, so like I think that's like definitely something there that just like every episode feels like it's folding in on itself to an extent where like. Like the people are even more and more becoming aware of Kirby enthusiasm. Um, and like, yeah, you, you said also. And like one of the, our guests also made a point of saying, like, this is not a show that is focused on plot and, you know, the internal uh, consistency or continuity or whatever the way that, like, you know, many other shows or, or films would be like. This is focused on the bit. And let's get the funniest bit in each moment. And so I think it's become more like that as time has gone on because it's had the confidence to say, like, it doesn't need to matter if this makes coherent sense with something that Larry said eight episodes ago. Like, if this is a funny bit, like, we're just going to go forward with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, Okay. so should we should we jump into it? Anything else? Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, let's jump into let's meet Igor and Gregor and Timor. (laughs) And we never meet before. Episode nine. Uh, Igor, Gregor and Timor. Is that the order? Mm hmm. Um, we start out with Irma and Larry lying in bed, and Irma is uh, snoring very loudly. She seems to be wearing, uh, I believe it's called a CPAP machine. I had a, a brief yeah. run with one of those um, that I did not put up with for more than like a week. But I feel um, like it's fairly common. My father-in-law has one. I feel like people yeah. that age. It's a, it's a big week for him. Happy has it in Spider-Man. There's a big oh, right, week. There's right, a, there's right. A big week it's a big week for those. Oh, it's a big That's CPAP. true. <laughs> That's our second uh, Spider-Man uh, <laughs> or uh, Timor, uh, yeah, Timor, Gregor, and Igor uh, crossover. All right, we'll have to look yeah. that for more. Um, yeah, I, I eventually just went for the surgery instead of having to wear one of those things. Oh, the vaginal um, rejuvenation surgery? How are you looking? Right, oh, yeah, yeah. It's all it's all connected. It you looks know, great on you. I was yeah, noticing. Yeah. Knee bone, <laughs> ear bone, all those things. No, I had my, my I had my tonsils taken out. I had my adenoids taken out. I did some other stuff in there. Lef- for, a lifting uh, and a tightening. A lifting and a tightening, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, Larry thinks like he like tries to like like knock on it or twist it or something uh, to no avail. The snoring continues. So we cut to the next morning, and uh, Leon's there in the kitchen with Larry. And he's like, he's like, why is this woman Irma still here? And Larry, like, I, I will note, like, this is the third straight episode where we've had Larry dating Irma, which yeah. ties Loretta for the most episodes that LD is dating someone in the show. Oh, really? Now, obviously, he dated Loretta like that overlaps end of season six and season seven. We had a montage. So like in terms of real time within the world of the show, he dated Loretta a lot longer. But at least in terms of episodes where this is the third. Yeah, we're going to have to, I guess, maybe in the offseason, we'll uh, we're going to have to update our uh, (laughs) girlfriend rankings. Um, I know in addition to um, Irma, we also have the lady from from Modern Family. I think is that is that the only other love interest we have of Larry this season? They just made two dates. They just made two dates, right? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we have low standards to get in. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see where Irma falls out. No, and, and we uh, also have Lucy Liu from the five. Lucy Liu, right, 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 right. That feels yeah. like so long ago already. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So Larry is just like, what do you mean? What you, well, you know, it's all, this is all your fault because you like screwed up her whole electrical system in her house. Like, that's why she's here. Like, why are you blaming me? Uh, and Leon's like, I don't know what to tell you, man, but you're lagging some mo- some bad miles on your Johnson right now. Mm. Larry's like, don't even know that this is a thing. He's like, yep, you're suffering from serious dick depreciation. But Larry, I guess, thinks it's worth it because, you know, we got to we got to resolve this pool situation. So whatever it takes. 
Yeah. Well, at least hopefully there's tax benefits to Dick depreciation. Yeah. <laughs> this is of I I of all of Larry's plans. Yeah. This is one of the poorest. Ones, yeah. I have to say. <laughs> like this is definitely this one does not make a lot of sense. Well, <laughs> this is what happens when you don't consult with lawyers. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's it's a lot of bank shots have to come together at once but, for this to work. But I think that within the world of the show, we're just told to accept it. Of course, like, of course, this is going to work like it, yeah, it, yeah. if she changes the law <laughs> retroactively, it removes Maria Sophia's, uh, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, it's also weird. I keep waiting for someone to be like, yes, but like in the same way that like there are there are there are sports team, there are college for basketball teams getting penalized for things that they did before things yeah. were illegal. Like they're right. still illegal when they did them. Like, I no, don't, will, don't you know, when we legalized marijuana, like the, the hundreds of thousands of young African-American men in prison for non yeah, like, oh, they were all let out. Of course, yeah. right? Yeah, that's of course. Right. As, as, uh, of course. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Irma comes in and she sees that Leon is uh, throwing some garbage into the wrong garbage receptacle. And she stops him and gives him a whole lecture about it. Like, I don't care what went on before. As long as I'm in a relationship with Larry, we're going to do things the right way. Um, Leon just like doesn't like it. He's like, they all go to the same garbage dump anyway, which from what I've heard is actually true with like many <laughs> municipalities that like you could yeah. put in whatever bin. It's all ending up in the same pile. Yeah, um, I try and be as good as I can about recycling at home, but I do fear that Leon is basically. Right. <laughs> I think it's like they say 91% of recycling is thrown out or something like very bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, also, she, by the uh, way, Irma, you got to remove the plastic insert bag from the right. cardboard. I, I, I had the exact same thought. I thought that was the thing she was going to be persickety <laughs> yeah. about. But no, it was just, yeah, she's just putting that whole thing in the recycling. That's definitely getting thrown out of that. Point. Yeah. She, uh, she, you know, she wants to start telling uh, Leon about the journey of the plastic bottle, which Larry dubs as one plastic bottle's journey from yes. Milan to Minsk, a story about life and love and becoming a bottle. I do love Larry uh, referencing Seinfeld so explicitly. Yeah, you think he knew that, or someone had to feed that? Because <laughs> like you and me and 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 our friends and, and perhaps Will as well, like we quote Seinfeld a thousand times more often than Larry David does. So, <laughs> which is probably for the best. Yeah. It's like wearing your own band's T-shirt. Sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, if I was in, you know, like Metallica, maybe I'd wear a Metallica T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> My band's not as popular. Um, yeah. So Leon heads out, and Irma's like, you know, this Leon, he's very smart, he has a lot of energy, but he's kind of delusional. He has all these theories that make no sense, which yeah. is a good. Look at your boyfriend, <laughs> Irma. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's time for her to leave as well. She has a lot of work. Uh, Larry's just like staring out at the pool. And he's like, by the way, I got the uh, I got the quote on putting up that fence. It's going to be five thousand dollars. How crazy is that? Have I mentioned uh, anything about repealing this law? Like, has that come up? And she's like, yeah, mentioned like you haven't stopped talking about it for, like the last three weeks. Like, what are you talking about? Um, he's like, yeah, I just I just really think that law doesn't make any sense. I shouldn't have to do it. She's like, fine. Like, if I get this law repealed, will you stop talking to me about it? She's like, stop talking to you about that. I'll stop talking to you all together. Like, this is the whole reason that we're dating. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's like, but yes, you know, I'll uh, I'll never mention it again if you got the you got the law repealed. She's like, all right, you know, I'll see what I can do. Listen, you know, there's five people on the on the city council. We need to get three. I'm like, okay, fine, we have one. We'll have to convince two more. Now, think, thinking ahead here, in the legal world of curb, where the city council can change this regulation and it will retroactively you know mm -hmm. uh, undo whatever blackmail maria sophia's father has on larry what if the law is then subsequently reinstated right because if larry's planning on dumping her as soon as it gets the three votes right. then she could for spite reasons go back and reinstate the law now 
Yeah. Um, although I don't know if you could reinstate it retroactively. That would be yeah. uh, what's that? A bill of attainder? Is that the thing in the Constitution? <laughs> Stop trying to use law, logic and law. Here. I think that's right. I think that's what it is. Oh no, no, no! A bill of attainder is like it's directed against the specific person, uh, which is what this would be as also. So it's actually yeah. both. Um, yeah. Listen, I had in a, in a fantasy league. I mean, they uh, there, there was a rule for many years that no trades can be vetoed, which was retroactively changed to uh, to prevent me from making a trade. So you know, anything is on the on the board. Anything's on the table these days. Um, so, yes. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it's fake sports, yes. um, which are already fake. Yeah. So it's like it's, it's you know, layers of fakeness. Um, so, yeah. So um, Larry says, you know, if you do this, you know, obviously, you know, I'm going to get you something in return. Like, I'll be very grateful. And she says, you know, what I've always been wanting to get and what I really think I need is vaginal rejuvenation surgery, uh, maybe a tightening or a lift, evening out the labial lips, of course. Um, and like, you know, it, it really would be for us. Um, this is just something so that we could enjoy our time together uh, without me having to pee a little every time. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the Larry's like, OK, that's what you want. That's what you want. She's very excited about her designer vagina. And uh, he also lends her her car, his car, because uh, she ran out of gas, which uh, obviously will uh, dictate many of the uh, action beats of this episode, this uh, lending of the car. I, I will say I'd like to just take a moment just. Talk about how truly gifted Tracy Ullman is at being just so repulsive. Yeah. <laughs> like she, she, she seems to just be loving every single minute. And listen, we all love the guy, but like, let's not, that one of the great subplots of uh, the subtext of uh, really their whole relationship is like, you know, Larry ain't so great looking either. <laughs> like, like he ain't no catch, <laughs> but like, like he's 74 years old. Uh, but like, uh, you know, I do the, the way the, my, my favorite thing, the, the, the bubble is funny. But I actually think like my favorite thing is like Alden does this weird little thing where she occasionally just sniffs herself. <laughs> and it's really funny. And it's always like just it's just like she does it like as a side little thing and then just comes back to whatever she's saying. And it's funny every single time. Yeah. And I also I really love in this episode how yeah, I think it becomes clear that in her opinion, like she's better than him. Like, like he's oh, yeah. a oh, senior totally. citizen. Exactly, exactly. He's he's, he's, an elected she's like, official. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like lowering herself yeah. to be. She's like he's like a char- charity case for her. Yeah, which is so, uh, which is pretty great. Which I think is probably the only way you could persuade yourself into thinking that she is as attractive as she is to him. <laughs> In a lot of ways, is to be like, oh, you're like a pity person for a lot of me. It's it's yeah. pretty wild, <laughs> right? Um, okay, so Larry is uh, walking along the street and he sees a man who's just like laying on the ground who has just been in a bicycle accident. Um, this guy who will learn his name, Ben, he's played by Johnny McCown, uh, who's actually Tracy Ullman's son. So I wonder how he got the oh. game. Um, much like when uh, Bill Buckner and Brittany Buckner were on uh, that episode <laughs> of Mr. Softy um, package deal here, I'm guessing. Uh, but yeah, he was uh, he was fun. Um, Larry is very nice. He uh, he calls an ambulance. He puts his sweater on the guy to make him feel more comfortable. Uh, the ambulance arrives. The, the, the moment like, he, the moment he takes that sweater off, it's very clear. Yeah. what one of the subplots of the episode will be. <laughs> yeah, I loved I love the little exchange here where like Larry thinks he like is entitled to still be involved because like he's the one who made the initial call. So like he has like a high <laughs> status than all the other bystanders who are just there yeah uh like he keeps like chiming in he's like he's like basically doing bits while they're trying to save this guy's yeah. life like well you know i don't know about the bait the the going on a bike versus a stationary bike versus roller skates which one is really the best yeah. uh they, they keep telling him to stop but he doesn't care and the, um, also the finally... in what year is larry david living like when, have you when's the last time you saw it not roller blades but roller, skates <laughs> roller skates. outside of a roller <laughs> skate <drink. laughs> yeah roller skates are not very yet. I agree yeah with that. yeah and like bikes you know like it definitely it, it 
listen, I have my, everybody has their, I might, as someone that lived in New York for 13 years, I have my own thoughts about uh, bikes and about people that ride them and how differently, but like Larry seems entirely unaware that like, bikes are like a, a thing like, like yeah. bikes are like like it's really like a lot of people use them and like yeah. like really for exercise leg, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they're like we literally do you see those little yellow dash lines next to the road those are for bikes and they actually yeah. built them specifically for them he, he seems unaware of all of that which is a yeah. very what, los angeles when when yeah when you when you search for directions on google maps like one of the five choices they give you is on a bike is a picture of a bike <laughs> right <laughs> yeah there are no roller skates on there. yeah there's no roller skates <laughs> there's no stationary bikes early that would be good they should show you how to do it on a stationary yeah. bike that's true. Um, so yeah, so the ambulance uh, takes the man to the hospital, and right as it leaves, Larry realizes that they took his sweater, and he tries uh, chasing afterwards and calling them to stop, but to no avail, of course. So, like any normal person, who, instead of continuing with his day, Larry heads over to the hospital to see mm. if he can track down this sweater. I guess it's a very important sweater that the uh, the billionaire needs back. Um, and he walks right into, I guess, the floor that this guy is on. I guess he's yeah. on the second floor. I, I, well, um, how goes, is the security working at this airport? Goes over to, to a nurse and is like, hey, I hear there's a guy named Ben who got hurt today. Like, where is he? What's his, what's his deal? What yeah. room is he in? And she gives him all the information yes. immediately without yeah. asking any questions. This is yeah. also this is also a reminder, by the way, that like, again, how I'm sure you guys have discussed how like the show has treated the pandemic. Yeah. Like it's aware of the pandemic. But right. like, apparently this is in that stage where it just ended at some point. Yeah. Like yeah. no one's got masks in the hospital right. <laughs> you just like walk in and it's fine i was yeah. gonna say it would be like june of 2021 which was like right. at that time but even then they were wearing masks at home. yeah masks. i mean there's there's certain places <laughs> in a post-covid world where we will never be post-mask and like the hospital is one of them. like there will never yeah. be a time in the rest of our lives where you walk into the hospital without wearing a mask yeah it's, so? it's, 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 oh, damn. it's i mean I, th- I think it's some i would i would treat it similar to the way that like if you're not flying you can't go to the departure gate yeah. That's just one right. thing that we're just never going to be able to do again. And, yeah, right. uh, yeah, maybe. But it's almost crazy. Like, I mean, and my, my wife works in a hospital, so I think about it every day. But like, it's almost crazy to me that you ever didn't wear masks in a hospital, given the fact that, like how much we know, especially now about, you know, you know, transmitting of viruses and, mo- and, and molecules and everything and people being sick. Like, it's kind of crazy to me that, like, we ever just wandered around the halls of hospitals without masks on. But um, anyway. yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that they basically were envisioning a world where the the vaccine just like ended the virus and like yeah, everything yeah. went on perfectly yeah. for forever. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, my uh, my office told us to work from home for the next three weeks. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, he, he peers over into room 206 where he's told Ben is and he right away sees his sweater is right there on the chair and he's going to go over to get it. But now this lady all of a sudden is very uh, strict on security. She's like, you can't just like take the sweater. Like, I don't know who you are. I don't know if like what you're telling me is true. Uh, you can now that I've violated HIPAA, up. told you like his medical right. situation. Yeah, right. We yeah. draw the line yeah. at sweaters. Yeah, uh, he, he's like, he's like, yeah, like that's my scam. Like I, uh, I go around to hospitals and I steal people's sweaters. Um, this, you know, this was the long con that I had planned. She's yeah. like, yeah, maybe I don't know. Like even when he says it out loud and how ridiculous that is, she's not like, yeah, I guess so. She's like, no, nope, this could be your side but hustle. Hold on, but uh, have you tried that line of people? Because I have, and it never works. Yeah, this is like mom and pop with the sneakers. Yeah, right? like, like, no, there's been times in my life where someone asked me something and I say to them, like, well, well think about what, what you're proposing. Like, is this really what you think I'm doing? And like, like Larry does here, it never works. The other person's committed at that point. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they're also just like covering themselves. Like yeah. the upside of giving you the sweater is zero. The downside, if it turns <laughs> out that you're a thief, is yeah. like they can get in trouble, lose their job, whatever. Like yeah. they don't care about you. Um, so she, he's like, oh, well, can you at least then go in and like tell him Larry David is here? She's like, no, I'm not going to disturb him. He's resting now. Yeah. And he's now, like, this well, is straight he... out of we had this between Larry yeah. and Auntie Ray. 
Auntie Ray with about Loretta, right? Yeah, Loretta resting was versus resting sleeping. versus sleeping. Yeah, right. resting. Yeah. resting. Yeah, right. So, if he's yeah. if he's sleeping, I understand. But if he's yeah. resting, like you could go in and ask him a question. Like he could nod his head. Like I've been resting before. Like if people ask me questions, it's fine. <laughs> like you say, like just like the mere presence of another person in the room will disturb his rest. Like that's crazy. Yeah, and I'm obviously on Larry's side here. Unfortunately, my wife is on uh, the nurse's side. <laughs> Yeah, so in finally, what they, what they settle on is that uh, he's going to leave a note um, wondering, you know, are you willing to at least do that? And she's that she's willing to do. Um, and he asks her to point him to the plastic surgery department, which he's going to head to on the first floor. Mm. So he walks in and he sees a receptionist, uh, says, I have a very delicate matter to discuss. Uh, but then he sees the doctor, so he ignores the reception. I don't know why they did this. Like, yeah, like Keep her alive. You, this receptionist doesn't need to exist. I guess they yeah. probably cut something is the answer. Um, and he tells the doctor, look, oh, I'm here. Like, are you um, are you here also to do vaginal rejuvenation surgery? He's like, yep, that's what that's all we do. This is the <laughs> vaginal rejuvenation surgery floor. Uh, that's my specialty. Uh, so he's like, let me ask you, how long does that surgery put a person out of commission for? And the doctor says, well, you know, it really depends. Like, usually I would tell people like not to do any work for like three days just to like recuperate a little bit. And Larry's like, no, 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 no. That's not the type of commission I'm talking about. I'm talking about intercourse. Which I feel like the doctor should have known that was the question. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Like, I mean, when when the the male partner is inquiring about the consequence (laughs) of vaginal rejuvenation (laughs) surgery, it's not when can my wife go back to work? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so he says, uh, yeah, probably like six to eight weeks. And Larry's like, really? Six to eight weeks? How interesting. Um, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, it depends like how much work needs to be done. And Larry says, oh, it's a lot of work. Lots of, lots of, lots of work. Yeah. Um, this is, is that the first, the first time, time that we've ever had yeah. other words said to the pretty, pretty, pretty good uh, cadence. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. So this is the only time, at least that I can recall that they, yeah. he uses the cadence, but for different words. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah, but this doesn't count in our pretty, pretty, pretty good count, right? No, but maybe we should start keeping a lots of lots of lots of work count. <laughs> All right, well, we got one. <laughs> okay, we got one so far. Um, okay, so we go over to uh, the set of young Larry, where Larry is uh, standing up on a balcony looking down at Maria Sophia. Jeff comes over and he says, I think I finally figured out a way to get out of this whole but up bump situation from last week. Uh, Susie's had this uh, vase that she really wants, vase, vase in the Beverly Hills. Alex, how do you pronounce it? Is it vase or vase? I say vase. I say vase. Will, what do you say? I say vase. I, I think it's a, like, I think it's a Midwest versus East Coast thing. Yeah, off. it's like a VA. Uh-huh. I say like V-A-C-E too, like vase. Vase, vase, yeah. not even. Yeah, a, I a say heart. vase also. Yeah, I don't say, I don't say, yeah. z, I say, z. yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, but it's so expensive uh, at the regular store in Beverly Hills. But I heard that there's this guy named Igor downtown and he has the same vase uh, for half the price. Um, and like, I'm really thinking I should just get this and uh, a huge weight will be lifted. Yeah. Um, so given the, I have a couple questions here. Yeah. Well, why is Susie letting Jeff get away with an affair for a $10,000? I have to say, I actually had to go back and watch the end of the last episode. But I did remember that that was like the big culmination of the last episode, right? Like, I yeah. fully expected it to be a moment where she was like wacky and with a mallet. Yeah, or something. But it, but really, it's just like, oh, no, the, the vase will do it. The vase will do it. it Didn't feels- Kobe have to buy Vanessa like an eight yeah. million dollar purple uh, diamond or something? But like, I think it, I think it's kind of something kind of I, I, this is not like the first affair that he's had. And I think sure. Right. Ten thousand is too low for someone of Jeff's means. Yeah. Yeah. And particularly with like as someone that is constantly screaming <laughs> yeah. about things that are not that we didn't, we didn't even like get like a moment where she like destroys him. Yeah. Like it feels like, like I've like, there are, I cannot imagine what it would be like to have that woman that mad at me. Yeah. And we don't even get that moment. She's just like, Oh yeah, give me the vase. And it'll be fine. 
Yeah, she yelled, yeah, you're right. She yelled at Irma. She didn't even yell at Jeff yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in and in this ridiculous scenario where you've cheated on your wife, you got caught red handed. And for some reason, she's going to let you off scot free. If you just buy a ten thousand dollar vase, just buy the ten thousand dollar vase and like call it a <laughs> yeah. day. Like, don't go around yeah. town trying to like get it for five grand. Well, how did Jeff? I, I'm very interested how Jeff managed to find this back of face anyway. That's pretty. Yeah, and like, and like, you know, you're dealing with Susie. If there's like one thing different that like you are not going to pick up on, like it's not going to count. Like, yeah, we learned this from the Judy doll. Spend the 10 grand, get her the thing that she wants. Like, call it a day. Like, you're way ahead. Here. Yeah. For, on his previous girlfriend this season, he was spending who knows how much on abortions and the jewelry <laughs> right, and vacations. Right, like, right, right. 10,000 is light for Jeff. Yeah. Um, and Larry is like, you know, this is really an amazing thing you've got going. This whole risk reward life that you're yeah. living. Yeah. Uh, Jeff's like, the risk is my reward. Uh, Larry calls him an outlaw. And, you know, um, Jeff's like, listen, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so they look down and they see that Maria Sophia is sitting on his chair, uh, even though his cha- her chair is two, uh, two seats back. Um, so do we think that like Maria Sophia can't read, like what's the, what's the, what's the bit here? It's, I mean, it's whatever is the most annoying possible thing that she <laughs> can do is what she does. I, 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 I'm again, I know you guys talk about this. I think she is absolutely brilliant. Like every yeah. single thing that actress does makes me laugh. Like yeah. it is really kind of insane. I've, I've read an interview with her. I think the rap had a good interview with her where, yeah. where like, she's not like, she's actually like a good actress. You know, she actually doesn't do right. improv. This is like, like the thing that she was like weird about, but she is like, every single thing is like, it's, it's funny because like, she's irritating in a very different way than Tracy Ullman is like disgusting. And it's like, right. it's a very, just like, like whatever the choice is to like, like the wrong thing, whether it's the line or whether yeah. it's just a, yeah, but you just sit in the chair. Like worse, <laughs> like whatever maximizes his pain is what she does. And it is, it is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's really killing it. Um, so yeah. So then uh, her father, Marco comes over um, and she takes over Larry. He takes over Larry's chair. And Larry's like, he's doing all these things to taunt me. Like, I don't think I've ever hated anyone as much in my life as I hate this guy. And uh, Marco calls up. He's like, hey, the espresso machine is broken again. Who's in charge? You take care of that. Larry's like, no, no, you know, leave me alone. Uh, And Larry's like, you know, it's just really going to be so sweet when we finally get that law repealed. And this guy gets his comeuppance. Uh, He's really overplaying his hand here. Yeah. Just like, listen, you only got two weeks. Uh, We got to start shooting. We got to make this happen fast. All right, so we're going to head now for our uh, first clip of the episode. Um, you will uh, see that uh, the bulk of the clips of this episode uh, that we feature will uh, involve Bill Hader in some capacity. I think that's appropriate. Uh, but first off, we're going to meet a fellow named Igor who owns the antique store called Prosper, where Jeff is going to try to buy the vase. What's with this app spelling, by the way? Wow, look at all this. It's nice. There's so much. Wow. Hello. Oh, hi. My name is Igor. I run Prospor. How can I help you? Hi, Igor. Uh, I, I'm Jeff Green. We spoke on we the spoke phone. We spoke on the phone about the vase. Yeah, the, yes. We spoke on the phone about the vase. Nice to see you. You were a friend. Yes. Is that okay? Larry. Oh, splendid. Splendid. Oh, you a lot of stuff in here. Yes. Is there anything you, you won't take? Anything with blood on it. Won't take that. No blood. I don't want to know. Where's all this stuff come from? Most of this comes from uh, women who died at Park La Brea Apartments. <laughs> Yes, they get uh, married, they get old, they die. I go in with a truck. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Let me get the vase. You are splendid. You are splendid. You. Look around. Okay. I'm not leaving here until you buy something. Splendid. You're going to buy something, my friend. <laughs> Half the price. Half the price. Half the price. Come on. Here we are. Okay. That is it. A little dirty. Oh. What do you think? That is the vase. That's what she wants? Yeah, this that's is a good what vase. she wants. I'm yeah? Sure. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she. Who is this? Who is this for? My, uh, my wife. 
Oh. You're in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. I'd say. He's a little yeah, bit in yeah. trouble. A bit of trouble. Splendid, splendid, I understand. But let me ask you a question. It's a little dirty. What it's do you a little think? bit dirty. I will, I will clean this, come back in a couple of days, pick it up. You know what? Yeah. Maybe when I'm dead, you can have my furniture. Fantastic. Splendid. Splendid. Goodbye, Thank you so much. Do we think that uh, Splendid was on the page or Bill Hader just took off with that <laughs> yeah. and then they decided to incorporate it? That sounds very Hader. Really yeah. Cool. Yeah. This, this is such a Hader character. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I would argue it's maybe too much of a hater character. Um, I have to say, I feel like I, 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 this is this is where I, I feel like I'm the bad guy to be honest. Because I, I read everybody being like, oh my gosh, Bill and I love Bill Hater. I love Bill Hater. But I like, like this is an improv heavy show, right? And Hater is a big, like he's so talented and so good at doing all these voices and all these doing these characters. There are we talked a little bit about how this season felt like a little sillier. And like like more sticky at times in a way that's often very funny. I will say this: I I did I, I didn't love this as much as, as as everyone else seems to have loved the three hater things. And sorry, because I know we have some clips coming up, and we'll discuss it some more. But yeah. I do I do like though how he plays the three different characters, which is not a thing that Curb has done previously. I think in terms of you saying like it's a little too much Bill Hatery, the Gregor character I think is just his Vincent Price impression from right. SNL. <laughs> so yeah, so that right. that, that is very that, you know you can't get any hater 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 ear hater her than that um my, my question is just as a businessman uh, igor here like he knows jeff is coming back for the vase why is it still dusty right and then he says i'll oh, come back in a couple days you don't tell a customer to come back in a couple days you seal the deal right away there's so oh. much dust that it make it is <laughs> off when he blows on it yeah <laughs> like, i mean i i, I bought like it, was a, in, it was like it was the ark of the covenant <laughs> i bought a rug from like a, a rug place a couple was it last year too? I don't know, who knows with COVID, but at some point I bought like a rug from a Persian rug place and it was like a very old rug and it was like super dusty when he pulled it out of the back. So that part I see, but this was like my first viewing. I feel like when you come back, they have it all <laughs> yeah. cleaned and ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also like how he just assumes Jeff is in the doghouse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the only possible yeah. reason that like whenever I bought my wife a nice present, not $10,000 nice, but you know, relative to my income, nice. The reaction of the person is not, Oh, what did you do? Terrible. It's, Oh, you're a nice husband looking for a birthday anniversary. Whatever. <laughs> Gregor also, by the way, Gregor will also assume, oh, yeah, you've done something terrible, haven't you? Maybe they just know Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, why else are you buying something? Yeah. Um, yeah so um, we uh, we head on out. They're continuing to walk along and uh, Jeff and Larry are both now, hungry. What, uh, yeah. or, or maybe, Will, you know the answer. What part of L.A. are they supposed to be in that like they know nothing of the local restaurants? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even think of that. That's a good question. Is this yeah, uh, a little Istanbul? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know this area, but it's been a while. I lived there uh, 20, 22 years ago. So. Yeah, this is a heavy, uh, heavy goulash area. Yes. Um, yeah. And the goulash they're, district. Uh, they're both hungry and they uh, they decide to go to the hotel and they figure the hotel concierge will be able to help them with something to eat, figuring out a restaurant. And when they walk in, the concierge is a fellow named Gregor, uh, also played by Bill Hader. And he welcomes them in very warmly and they ask him for a restaurant and where they can get the best food. And he suggests the goulash at the Splendid Cafe Kukor. Mm. And uh, Larry, uh, he's like, I'm not sure that I'm a goulash guy. Uh, but Gregor assumes to him that it's the best, um, not, notwithstanding all the robes and the lotions that come along. Will, are you a goulash guy? I am a goulash guy. I'm pro goulash. But again, it's like Midwestern goulash, which is say it's got a bunch of cheese. <laughs> like, like you, 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 uh, it's goulash, but it's, it, it's, it's definitely uh, uh, the way I've eaten goulash is it looks more appetizing than the goulash we see on the show. Mm. Now, yeah. goulash, I think it's Hungarian, right? Yeah. What makes it goulash? Is it the paprika? 
Like what makes it what like what's the difference between a stew and goulash? I don't have the answer. I mean, maybe goulash is just like a, a stew from that part of the world. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Let me go look on Wikipedia here. Uh, goulash is a soup or stew of meat and vegetables seasoned with paprika and other spices. Mm-hmm. Originating in Hungary, goulash is yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's the paprika. Maybe that's the uh, it's the uh, that's that's what makes it the goulash. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, goulash, uh, earlier versions be. of goulash did not include paprika, as oh. it was not introduced to the old world until the 16th century. All right. So then that can't be the key ingredient. Um, okay. So it's just, I guess, uh, some sort of stew uh, to each their own. Uh, all sorts of variations of goulash out there. Yeah. So I, I called uh, it a little assemble, but I, I guess maybe they're supposed to be Hungarian, although I'm sure it's yeah. extended beyond Hungary at this point. I'm looking. Oh, I'm looking at some Austrian goulash, some uh, goulash from Prague, goulash from Croatia, goulash from Germany, Czech goulash, Bavarian goulash. Oh, we got a lot of goulash. Polish goulash has, has uh, sheep milk cheese, much like uh, the Midwestern goulash that Will was just referencing. So yeah, we got a lot of Got a lot of goulashes here on the uh, Wikipedia page. Goulai. I'm not sure if goulai. Uh, goulai. <laughs> I'm not sure if I've ever had goulash per se. Yeah, I don't know if anything has been served to me under the title of goulash, but yeah. if we're operating under the definition that's just items. Stew. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> I've had many different for- versions of stew. Yes. Um, yeah. But so before we uh, before we commence with the eating, we first uh, do a quick check in on Irma, who's driving Larry's car, and uh, she's uh, backing out of a parking spot. And uh, unbeknownst to her, a guy is walking with a dog right behind her, who she almost hits. And the guy starts screaming at her and is able to quickly, before she gets away, pull his phone out of his pocket. Get into the camera app and snap a picture before and of her license plate before before he, she leaves. Yes. Um, yeah. This guy uh, maybe might be the come with guy of the episode for this achievement. Mm. Now, who is Timor? He's like the host of the restaurant, I guess. Like he arrives halfway through their meal and welcomes them to the restaurant. Yeah. And yeah. also it looks like, like it's funny, from the outside, it almost looks like a Vegas buffet. Too right, like the decor of the place makes it look like it's a serve yourself thing anyway. So it was a, it was a, it, it felt like a like a mall, uh, <laughs> like little restaurant food court sort of place. So it was weird that he, it didn't look very classic. I yes, was. right. It wouldn't yeah. look like the kind of place that a concierge would call quote the best restaurant in the city, <laughs> or would have a guy. Have you ever been to like a mall food court yeah. and someone comes by? It's like, oh, how, how do you like this? Yeah, and a smoking jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he, like, he wants to know how the food is and they say, you know, to be perfectly honest, it's terrible. The potatoes are hard. The beef is tough. They both say it's inedible. It's one of the worst things they've ever had. Um, and you know, I wouldn't have said anything, but like, I really just want to be honest. And you ask, uh, Timor can't believe it. He's like, you're the first people that have ever complained about this dish. Every other person loves this goulash. Um, Timor is like, you know what? I'm going to try it myself. Like, you're going to try our food. You're like, yeah, I'm going to have it. We'll see if it's good goulash. Um, so, you know, he as we said, a, this is post COVID. You just eat from other yeah, people's just, yeah. So he, uh, <laughs> he gives it a shot. He's like, nope, this is delicious. This is delicious goulash. Don't know mm-hmm. what to tell you. And Larry and Jeff are shocked. Like they assume like there just mis- must have been something wrong with their batch. Yeah. Uh, Timor is very pained by this. He takes it as a personal affront, but he does feel bad. So he's going to let them in on a secret. Down the street is the best pest store in all of Los Angeles. Uh, Larry's like, oh, very interesting. Do you happen to know who owns this pet store? And the guy's like, yeah, Bulvor. Uh, so Larry's like now even more suspicious. He's like, let me ask you a question. Are you related to Gregor, the concierge at the Concordia hotel? And he's like, no, what are you talking about? He's like, how about Igor, the antique dealer? He's like, no, I, I don't, I'm not related to him either. He's like, you don't know Igor, Gregor or Boulevard. And he's like, nope, no relation, no connection. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, 
So yeah, so Larry, uh, Larry is not having this. So well, what is our thinking here? Like, or Will, what's your thinking? Are Igor, Gregor, and Timor all lying? Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you, you agree with that? Well, I, I don't think, well, they're, they're obviously lying. The only question to me is whether um, these are all the same person or, or, oh, or literally, oh, brothers. So, so you're saying you're saying it's the same person running around putting on different uh, fake uh, uh, Well, that would be quite a coincidence for him to also be the concierge. That's the one yeah. place that they ever get directed to. Right, yeah, it's right. their idea to go to the concierge. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, <laughs> I, they're yeah, definitely no, not I, the same person. Of yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding about that. Uh, it just okay, feels right. like very sitcommy, and that like you know, yes. the, the, you know, the stick where like a guy puts on Again, a mustache. Well, but I, I like how Larry says, "I almost feel like if you guys were to shave, you would look like identical twins." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, they're, they're they're definitely lying. There's no way that just by coincidence, there's three people that look exactly the same and I, use I, the, I, talk the same. You haven't been a little hungry. Everybody there looks alike. Yeah, similar names. That's true. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, let's go check in with uh, their return to go see Gregor now. Hey, there they are. <laughs> so, how was it? Awful. Awful. No. It was just awful. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, yes. No, 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 no. Yeah, how do you recommend a restaurant like that? Maybe you just had an off day. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, but that. Let me ask you this, Gregor. Yes. Do you know Timor? Do you know Igor? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Who, who are these people that I'm supposed to know? Igor from Prospor, Timor from Kukor. What am I in the Colombo episode all of a sudden? I, know, I don't by know. Gregor. <laughs> Why is it you all look alike and you have or on the end of your name? I, I am not related to anyone. It's a little racist. And you all say splendid. You all say splendid all the time. You say splendid. They say splendid. Who doesn't say splendid in their life? <laughs> no, we don't say splendid. We don't say splendid. I've never said splendid with nobody, them in my life. Nobody else says splendid. People say splendid at least twice a day. It is fact. Okay, I'm not buying any of this. I think you're all in cahoots. You're getting a kickback. You're kickback. recommending somebody to your brother, Timor, and then he's paying you for the recommendation. Oh, no, 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 no. This is fantasy. This is science fiction. This is Star Wars. This is Spaceship to Moon. This is nothing. I'm going to tell you another thing. You know what's so disappointing about this? What? Americans have lost complete faith in their institutions. They're politicians, they're priests, the policemen. But we depend on the concierge to give us advice and recommendations. Where's the best nail salon around here? Where can I go for a job? You are the last bastion of trust. And if we can no longer trust our concierge, then we have nothing. <laughs> I don't know what to say, uh, except Emerald Nail Salon is down the street. <laughs> okay, MacArthur Park is... I, I did love that Larry moment. <laughs> that feels like that feels like another moment. Like again, yeah. like I love it. I love it when things when when the mo- the show is obviously not an overtly political show, but I yeah. like it when little things like happen. Like when the, when he when he touch it when he, when he touches on stuff like that, I really enjoy that. Yeah, I, I do love that we get the the speech about America's losing its trust in institutions, <laughs> but it's the concierge. <laughs> That's all yeah, right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Who can we trust if not the concierge? Yes. <laughs> Uh, um, I love so, the no, 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 no. I like, uh, I, I, I'm really enjoying uh, Bill Hader in this uh, scene. Yeah. Um, so we head back home, Larry and Irma sitting on the sofa watching. By the way, I, I do have an answer to my question. So I, I looked yeah. up where MacArthur Park is in L.A. Mm-hmm. because that that's the nice park to go for a walk in uh, in this area. So they're there. They must be near Westlake. OK, yeah. For for those who are. Uh, it's a long track. way to go for a base. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which wh- where that is in relation to everything else, I don't really know because I don't really know LA. But yeah. 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 I, I do he... see little Armenia uh, on the map. But um, yeah, that's a different section. So was anyone uh, able to uh, identify the film that Larry and Irma are watching? No, oh, I, I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it should be. What is it, you're a pitcher, she says to him. Yeah. So it's uh, it's called Meet John Doe starring Gary Cooper. Mm. Um, from uh, Gary Cooper, of course, mentioned in in, in a uh, early episode of Curb, uh, with the, the reference to the Gary Cooper movie from when Will, Richard Lewis tells Larry that he has until sundown right. to make his decision. It might actually be from the first episode from the pants that Larry's been very into uh, classic movies uh, in this season, right? Yeah, when he's stuck yeah, yeah, in yeah. Susie's house and yeah, 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 talking about Frankenstein. Yeah, that you know, sounds like how he got through the early days of the pandemic. To be <laughs> yeah, he watched a lot of TCM. <laughs> right. right. Um, Irma tells Larry that she's having some second thoughts about the vaginal tightening and the lifting uh, because she was doing some internet research and saw some images of potential side effects that could happen like inflammation or hematomas Um, Larry tells her you know you really shouldn't be focusing on the downsides but rather the advantages the tightening and the lifting Uh, Irma's like you know what you're right I should really stop googling the vagina I wish I could just talk to someone who's had it done um suddenly the bell the the doorbell rings and in walks Susie Green who's here to apologize um and Larry tells Susie you know if you really want to apologize um what you're going to do is you're going to tell Irma that you had a vaginal rejuvenation done and that it was great and that you couldn't recommend it more and Susie's like why why am I doing this and um Larry's like well you know if she gets it, that'll put her out of commission for six weeks. And Susie immediately is like, oh, I get it. And you don't want to have sex with her. You know, and this just goes back to last week that like what we've been saying for, like, you know, many episodes on this podcast is that there's no reason to lie to Susie Green. She yeah. knows the assignment. If you get her involved, she'll yeah. do what you need. She just Susie and Larry are a great team when they yeah. team up. So rarely that it is. <laughs> yeah. If she knows what the plan is, she knows why you're doing it. You know, you're trying to save her husband's Parnassa. Like she'll be there. She'll be a team player. Parnassa. <laughs> um. So, you know, Larry, um, Larry sends Susie in, um, uh, except first she's like, you know, if, if I'm going to go, you need to give me something in return. It's always, uh, it's always a quick pro pro. Yeah. Susie. Tit for tat. Yeah. I don't know if tit for tat is the right expression here, given, yes. uh, the type of surgery, but, yeah. um, nonetheless, um, you know, she tells Larry that if he will arrange for Jeff to get this vase that he's been eyeing, uh, that she's been eyeing for him to get, then, um, you know, he'll she'll do her part to help with the uh, vaginal rejuvenation surgery. Yeah, I'm clear. Um, Why would Susie need Larry to be involved in Jeff purchasing it? Like Jeff, Jeff's already purchasing the vase. Well, she doesn't know that. Yeah. But but she thinks that like Larry need like Larry, Larry needs to convince Jeff to do so. Yeah. But anyways, I, yeah, I guess um, we, we have enough of the pot already. Yeah, so Susie comes in and Irma like immediately is like, "What are you doing here? Like, I don't want to see you." And Susie is probably as apologetic as we've ever seen her. Like, she's very graceful here. You know, explains, you know, like you know, just something came over me. I'm really so sorry. You know, here's what happening. My husband is cheating, and for some reason, I thought it was you, but like, you know, you didn't deserve that. Mm. Um, and Why would I want to stop your husband when I'm with this? Right. <laughs> Look at this beautiful scene here. <laughs> this wonderful senior over here. Um, so finally, Irma agrees to. To, uh, forgive Susie or was like I'm gonna be the bigger person you know Larry's like no she's the bigger person yeah. she's the one who's apologizing yeah. I don't know why yeah Larry's like really trying to step in here yeah. um, and Susie tells her you know I had the surgery done and everything went great the tightening the lift the, the lift um, Irma has a lot more questions about whether, you know, they uh, de-hooded the clitoris. Um, yeah. Susie's like, I don't know all the details, but everything they did is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
which very much sounds like the words of somebody who actually had the surgery. Yes. Or <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, was like, okay, the only, my only question is, can I see your vagina? Um, and Larry is like, well, you know, she's in a little bit of a rush now, maybe another time, you know, she'll yeah. come back. We'll have a whole vagina v- uh, viewing party. Yeah. Uh, hey, such, an easy, Bre- such an easy app for Susie. She, I'm not comfortable showing you my vagina. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Just grab a the vagina viewing. We're going to Larry's. It's a vagina yes. viewing party. Yes. Um, okay. So we're going to like, now can head- I just say yeah. something very random. I, I noticed this Please. episode and I don't know Please. why, I, but when Larry and part of this might have been on my second watch, I was watching it 2x. So this, he, the, the, the dialogue was much faster. But Larry's it, sort of the pattern which he speaks in this episode really gave me Morty Seinfeld vibes. Interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's also with the medical talk was, you know, Morty's always, yeah. uh, you know, getting upset with doctors. I don't know. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, Morty, of course, the name of, uh, of, of the father uh, in Young Larry as well. An homage to the real oh. Morty ah. David. Oh, yes, yes. Um, okay, so we go to the hospital where Ben is in bed and Larry goes to meet him to find out what's going on. Um, you know, he's happy to see him, but it is a, a pretty serious condition. Uh, Larry, of course, quickly moves on to the only reason that he's there, which mm. is to find out where the sweater is. And Ben's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what happened to the sweater. Um, you know, I was unconscious for most of the time. You know, the only people in here have been nurses and my wife was here for a little bit. Larry's like, that's great. Can we call your wife and see if she knows where the sweater is? Now, is Ben um, lying here? Um, I don't think Ben is probably lying. He Yet. probably genuinely doesn't know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. He's like, listen, I, you know, my wife is really busy. She's studying for her real estate license. I don't want to bother her. Um, Larry's like, come on. It'll just take five seconds. Hey, her, hey, did you see the sweater <laughs> or, or did you not see the sweater? Like, it's not a big deal. Um, and Ben's like, can you just please leave? Like, I really just like need to rest. Uh, they get into a whole oh, thing boy. about whether this is going <laughs> to be an open eye rest or a closed eye rest. Um, and Larry's like looking all over the room, trying to find the sweater until Ben like finally like loudly kicks him out, telling him there's nothing here. Yeah. Uh, so we go back out and he sees the, uh, the nurse from earlier, the same nurse. Um, and he wants to know, have you seen his wife wearing my sweater? <laughs> She's like, I really have no idea. Like I'm busy working. I'm not paying attention to whether or not, you know, his, the wife was here or whether or not she wore the sweater. And Larry's like, can't believe this. Like, what do you mean? Like, just because you're working, that precludes the possibility of noticing things. Like, let's say an elephant walked out. Would you not notice that? Um, and of course, the nurse, instead of saying, well, no, that's like completely different and ridiculous. She's like, well, maybe, maybe if an elephant walked out and I was too busy, I wouldn't notice an elephant. Yeah. I think she would notice an elephant. Well, there's the famous study, right, about the the bear, the basketball players counting the right. What's that? No, there's a it's like a psychological thing where like there's a famous clip of like a bunch of people passing a basketball back and forth and you're asked to count how many passes they make. And in the middle of the video, a person in like a giant bear costume walks right through the middle of them playing basketball and like sort of. Oh, really? It. And you don't and, notice it. And then they and then they serve it and they ask. But yeah, and people don't see the bear because they're so focused on the. Yeah. Interesting. So so I actually agree with the nurse. She might not notice the elephant if she's focused on her. Uh, her yeah, I think she would probably notice an elephant. Yeah, I'm going to now there's do a, that. I'm going to find that video and do it with my kids, by the way. I want to see if they, I want to see if they notice the bear. There's oh, an man. elephant in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just bought tickets to his uh, his comeback show. Oh, did you? I tried. It was oh, my, my wife yelled at me. She said, he's not a nice guy. He left. His, I'm like, I don't care about this. He's a comedian. I, I'm not going to give all of his personal life. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I think, so, there was a, uh, I think there was an article. So I'll in, take her. I'll take her ticket then. Oh, yeah. You want to take her ticket? <laughs> um, so, yeah. So Larry's like, how about this? How about I'll uh, I'll write my information down on a sticky note and leave it here. Yeah. Um, Blocking Mrs. And, Ramirez's by. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, um, if you see anybody walking in or out of that room wearing a blue sweater, please contact me. 
Yeah. Uh, he's like, okay, I'll try. And Larry's just like really annoyed. Good enough. Like, how come? How come nobody in this hospital can multitask? I really hope I never end up here because you'll steal all my clothes. You'll do surgery on me and I'll never get it back. They'll have to wheel me out of this place naked. Okay. So, yeah. So um, we'll see how that works out with the, uh, with the whole hospital situation. We're not making a lot of progress. Um, So now Jeff and Larry go back to prosper to get the vase. Um, Igor says, I changed my mind. I don't want to sell the vase anymore. Yeah. And Larry's like, I know exactly what's going on here. Igor must have spoken to Gregor, who spoke to Timor. And this is payback because we didn't like the goulash. And now, so like, my, my, my question here, and the reason I asked before, like, there's no other explanation other than what Larry <laughs> just said. But why does he so aggressively, you accuse me of being a sneak, I'm about to snap. Like, like why would he deny it at this point? He said, yeah, you were rude to my cousin. Fuck you. Well, they're, they, you know, they've been they've been maintaining this uh, secret society for yeah. many years that no one has ever gone to. Those, I guess uh, it's those weird that no succession. Yeah. And no one's ever noticed that. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. Like uh, just random. Just the bad luck of Jeff and Larry. Yeah. And especially <laughs> since there's a fourth store that they could have gone to yeah. the same guy, presumably. And yeah. who knows if that nail salon. Uh, right. The nail salon, probably <laughs> also the park. The, the, yeah, the, the, the park manager is probably yeah. also another a fifth bill hater. Yeah. There could be a whole world of Bill haters out there that we have. We were only tipping the, the hater, the, the hater, iceberg. hater, hater. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this leaves them with no choice. They go to the other store and they buy it for $10,000 for full price. Um, and then, you know, they're, they get they get the vase. They're heading home in yeah. the car. Now, again, I, I don't want to be too pedantic here. And I've never bought a $10,000 vase. But when you buy fragile items, even far less expensive, they're packed. Yeah. If anything, they're packed too well. It's annoying. Like, <laughs> right. If he's so there, Cheryl should complain. It's environmentally unfriendly, something. I don't know. But um, I take care of my bobbleheads better than they take care yeah. of <laughs> Yeah. Twice. Yeah. And Larry will blame Jeff for wrapping it. Like, it's obviously the store that's at fault here. But um, <laughs> yeah. Of course, did you uh, twice. <laughs> did you enjoy Larry's fun fact? Mm. Um, is that, uh, do we need to fact check that? Has he never used the words fun fact? Um, I don't think he's used the one words fun fact. I thought you wanted me to research whether or not uh, Eskimos actually have an award for I'm sorry, which I'm guessing they probably do. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you dropped the fun fact in uh, in our chat. It's the one today. Eskimo has had to apologize yeah. to another Eskimo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your your fun fact, you, you said you've never been tested for COVID ever. I've never been tested for COVID. Yeah. You've, uh, you probably haven't left your house too much in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had reason to. Um, yeah, I have a feeling that's about to come to an end because now it seems like this new one everyone's going to get. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Eskimos have 17 words for snow and zero words for sorry. Jeff, Jeff doesn't think this is a fact or fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry thinks it's just he just thinks it's interesting because it means either Eskimos are so perfect that they never have to mm-hmm. apologize or they just don't give a fuck. So either yeah. way, he likes the fact. Um, suddenly he sees Ben b- walking by in the street wearing both uh, one of those like neck collar braces and also Larry's sweater and he pulls his move he suddenly breaks and stops short we hear the sound of the breaking um, and the $10,000 glass vase is shattered um, Jeff and Larry first start to blame each other but Larry decides he'll take one for the team he says he'll pay for it Jeff is like thank you very much that's great uh, which pisses off Larry he's like what the hell that was just a nice gesture I didn't really mean to you're supposed to say no don't worry I'll pay for it and then ultimately we'll both agree to pay for half and we'll both be uh, dissatisfied by the compromise um, this yeah, is so we, th- that's my favorite scene of the episode <laughs> that's actually my favorite scene is how they actually like they talk about in the, the, the idea of insincere yeah. being insincere and begrudging like yeah. the difference between those two things. I, I yes. thought that was very yeah, that's perfect. Great. Yeah. I think it's a serious. No, but grudging. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Back in uh, Funkhauser's crazy sister, we learned never make an empty gesture to a Funkhauser. Uh, and or, I guess this week green. we learned never make an insincere gesture to a green. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, no, it's, it's not. Uh, it's not insincere. It's just begrudging. 
Um, okay, so Larry heads over to talk to Susie and tells her, you know, I need to come in and discuss something with you. You better sit down. Um, quoting the great Winston Churchill, who says, uh, why stand when you can sit? Uh, they then get into uh, the pronunciation of Vaz versus Vase, after which Larry immediately tells her that however you pronounce it, it's broken. Yes. <laughs> um, and she tells him, listen, we had a deal. Vaz for vaginal rejuvenation system uh, surgery. Um, and if you do not figure out how to get another vase, then I'm going to go to speak to Irma and I'm going to tell her about all the horrors that I experienced of getting that surgery and make it sound so bad that she'll never want to get it and you'll be having nothing but sex with her. Now, I mentioned the Judy doll before, but like this also strikes me when like she says, get it, you know, replace the Judy doll. Like, how does Susie know that there is another vase? Isn't didn't she find this like one of one vase? Yeah, well, either way, she just wants it. You know, whatever it's going to take, you're going to have to track this down. Yeah, she she knows Um, what Prosper is. Or I'll blow it up your spot. I'm going to, you know, it's actually like the reverse of blowing up your spot. Yeah. uh, it's like a reverse cock blocker. Yes. I can unblock. Yes, I'm, I'm enabling the cock. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm okay, adding so more miles to it. Yeah, we're going to go for uh, one more clip of this episode. We now have this, uh, what I would say is my favorite part of the episode is this montage of him going and apologizing to each of the three brothers. So let's check out Larry doing that. My grandmother, she used to make goulash and it was a little different than yours. I guess I had trouble making the transition to a different goulash. I just hope that you'll accept my apology. I was 100% in the wrong. Saying that you were Timor and Igor's brother when in fact you probably have no relationship with them at all. And the more I thought about it, how could they possibly be your brothers even though you speak with a very similar <laughs> nondescript Eastern European accent? I would venture to say if you all shaved, you, you might all look like triplets. So I'm sorry if I offended or insulted you in any way. So you are goulash guy? Yes. I put my arms around you in gratitude. All right, that takes a big man. I appreciate a big man. I accept your apology. And by the way, if you ever want to tell me why you're keeping the relationship a secret, I won't tell a soul. <laughs> Would you like to apologize for a little sketch you did when you did the voice of what I sound like? I was just trying to recreate what in my warped imagination may have occurred. <laughs> if it did, you would have said, I am so sorry, Timor. This is a buzz. This is business. <laughs> Who cares if he didn't like your goulash? I've tried your goulash. Not so okay, good. Wrap it up. Anyway, that's why I am here to offer you my, my apology. And I would also like to buy the vase. $10,000. You were going to sell it to my friend for $5,000. Yes, but I understand. Scheinfeld is in syndication. Okay. Explain <laughs> So Larry takes the vase. He's Scheinfeld just was sold to Netflix because uh, <laughs> syndication <laughs> happened a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he needs to like update. Like that's it's been like fifteen years. Yeah, it's been a long time since. But his other reference was Columbo in his in yeah, his yeah. brothers. Yeah. So yeah, these brothers are not so up. To these work. shows just got to Hungary. Yeah, <laughs> a little so, hungry. Yeah, so- so Larry takes takes the vase and he uh, is driving the car when the guy from the other day spots the license plate, I guess, and starts banging on the window and yelling at Larry for almost killing him the other day and, you know, yelling and screaming and cursing at him. And Larry is just very afraid. So he puts the car in reverse and smashes into a pole, uh, smashing yet another vase. Mm. 
Um, so yeah, so that obviously uh, is not going to work out. So Larry uh, is now back at home with Irma lying in bed and Irma tells Larry that she's not going through with the surgery. Susie gave her a sneak peek and it was like a melted <laughs> cave down there. So she's not going to go for it. What a vision. Yeah. Um, we cut we then cut over to uh, the green residence where, on the other hand, Susie is telling Jeff that she's no longer angry about the vase. And instead, she has decided to go for vaginal rejuvenation surgery, uh, to which Jeff enthusiastically agrees. I guess he figures um, only good things can come from this. I do love how we keep going back and forth between the couples in bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Irma, you know, is like, listen, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, what's most important is that I be able to make love to you. And if I had gotten that surgery, we would have been uh, prohibited from doing so for six weeks. And it seems like even just the talk of it is turning her on as she forcefully starts climbing onto Larry and smothering him, going in for the kiss as we get our bump bump and our episode comes to an end. Yeah, I, I got to say, like um, Irma mounting Larry as the episode ends, like we're supposed to feel bad for him. If you're dating a woman 13 years, your junior, who's that horny for sex all the time. That's a win. I think Larry should. uh you appreciate what he has here. There's that little bit of pee, though. In the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. That's not nothing. We all, we all, everybody, everybody has their their kinks, right? You know. Mm. So who, yeah. who am I saying this way? But uh, yeah, no, I. I have to say, uh, I again, I like this episode. I, I'm lower and hater than other people are. To me, like, I, I would argue that my favorite things this season is pretty much anything with me or Sophia. And I just think Vince Vaughn has been kind of great this year. And so yeah. this this episode is is missing both of them. So it's a downside for me of that. But uh, uh, you know, I it's still. I mean, it's. I feel like it's been a really good. Year. This this was a fun one. So this episode, ranking it from one to five pretties, uh, what would you give it as a rating? I well? give I give it a three. I would give it a three. Okay. I'm, I'm right. comfortably in, I'm comfortably in the three range, but uh, behind it, I, 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 it needs the one Marie, again, Maria Sophia shows up once and has one of gave me one of my three biggest laughs of the, and she has one silent scene. Yeah. yeah. Also not a lot of Leon in this episode, which is uh, yeah. never going to help the rating. Yeah. Uh, what's your rating? Um, I'm going to go a little bit below Will here. I'm going to say it's pretty, pretty, pretty good. Two and a half pretties. Um, I, I really loved everything with Bill Hader. Um, I'm just a complete sucker for him. So like he could basically do any character and I'm going to get a kick out of it. Um, and as I said, that montage of him just going to the three of them was one of my favorite moments of the season. Um, but like, I, I really think like a lot of the rest of this episode didn't really work all that much. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, I think it's a below average. I think this is one of the weaker episodes of the season, but it's still enough that I laughed a bunch. So, um, you know, it's a good show. Yeah, I, I'm worried. It's almost like a Game of Thrones situation. Like, are we going to get a two hour finale here? Because I so don't know. Much, I was wondering that. Well, there's yeah. so much with the type in the season finale. We haven't even cast the main role of the show. We need to replace the love interest uh, in theory. That's the goal anyway. Uh, we need to recast the, the J for J, right? Um, we need to repeal the law. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we need to get the votes on the city council to overturn the feds rule. So, yeah, there, there's a lot that has to be happening. I'm a little bit worried how they're going to get that all done. Um, this episode. Yeah, I didn't love it either. I'm going to say it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, just two pretties for me. I rank it uh, 73 of the episodes that we've uh, seen so far on the podcast. Uh, I'm looking at the season overall. We started with two week episodes. Then we had very uh, strong episodes four in a row. And now we've had three weaker episodes to me. So we've sort of, uh, you know, we've had uh, peaks and valleys. And I, I do have, uh, I'm the anti-Irma here. I have very high expectations for the finale. I'm very hopeful, but uh, I hope I'm not raising them too high because, um, 
Yeah, we've, we're on a little bit of a rut the last couple of episodes. There's a lot yeah. to there's a lot to do. It speaks to the idea that the last couple have felt like they're kind of spinning their wheels a little bit. And this one, particularly, yeah, they're not nothing, moving things forward. You're right. Yeah, they're really not. And maybe it all right. Maybe it's all maybe again, maybe it's an extra special long episode, but uh, it feels it doesn't have that idea. It doesn't have that sense of everything clicking exactly into place the way that the best ones do. Yeah. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. Uh, who was yeah. your come with guy in this episode or girl? Um, my come with guy, I guess we'll have to figure out how we're going to uh, we're going to grade this. I guess I'll just go with Bill Hader. Can I, can I have him as the come with guy um, yeah, rather than separating it out to Igor, Gregor? And well, I'll put it this that... way. Uh, my come with guy is Gregor. I love okay. all the Hader characters, <laughs> mm-hmm. but Gregor is my favorite of the three by a slight. Edge. OK, but, but what if we go with my theory that they're all the same person that I could uh, <laughs> that I could make them one? That, yeah, that is true. OK, fine. So you, so you your theory is it's all the same person and you're OK. So your your come with guy is uh, Wait, is, Gregor. Is, Gregor is the All right, I'll go with I'll go with Gregor. Also, he's the best of the three. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't mean to convince you there. <laughs> yeah, no, my thing is bullshit. They're not really the same person. <laughs> um, I'll go with the guy that got hit by the bike because I mean that takes certain trust, but to just take a sweater that someone gave you to cool to <laughs> and then just wear it on the street that takes a certain amount of trust. <clears throat> All right, well then let's segue to the fucking asshole of the episode. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. Because to me, Ben yeah. Callahan is the fucking asshole. Like <laughs> yeah. this stranger saves your life <laughs> and lends you his sweater. And then you lie about it in order to steal it. Come on. That's, ben. A, that's a Larry David move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he is my asshole of the episode. Yeah, I think he's my asshole, too. Okay, I just, so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say it's the nurse um, who uh, won't is completely unhelpful to first violates HIPAA, then won't help Larry and then insists that she wouldn't notice if an elephant walked through the house. Also, the, the, even the post-it note violates HIPAA. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like, there's like two separate moments. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, and then she mentions he mentioned Mrs. Ramirez, yeah, all kinds of stuff going on there. Yeah. yeah. Would you stop with the Ted dance? <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. All right, so our, we got one cameo in this episode, of course. It's Bill Hader playing uh, uh, all three characters, or possibly the same character, which uh, I think he, he's the most famous person to play a character rather than themselves since Vince Vaughn back uh, in episode five of last season when uh, when he debuted as uh, Freddie Funkhauser. This this was, I, this was always the old Larry Sanders idea, right? How famous is too famous to play yourself? Yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> like the, I always feel like in the player, I always remember the player where it's like, yeah, Wait, that's Wobby Goldberg. Oh, no, no, no. She's playing a cop. Yeah, We have two clubs here. We have the Ted Danson Club, which is people who have appeared on the show playing themselves who are more famous than Ted Danson was. Right. Um, you in know, 2000, 2000, the first 2000. time that he appeared on the show. And then we have the Richard Lewis Club, which is people who are less famous than Richard yeah. Lewis at the same yeah. time, um, which is a very small list. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and, and it's course, also sort of relative. So Dylan O'Brien for Av and I was in the Richard Lewis Club, even though I think for like people a few years younger than us, he might be more famous. But it's funny because I feel like Ted Danson, the the actor that Ted Danson plays in this, that is Ted Danson. I would argue is having a, a different and more interesting yes. career yes, than the actual, <laughs> is the actual Ted Danson when he played when he was in the Civil War drama like Ted right. Danson ain't getting that lead role yeah right now <laughs> yeah so we know we know he did Becker and obviously he did Cheers yeah. but he did into yeah. Curb we don't know about the Good Place yeah he has a, he has a movie where yeah. he plays Robert E Lee although but Richard Lewis is getting one man shows. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's, right. Selling out, he's selling out Master <laughs> Garden. Yeah. So he's doing way better. Yeah. He's doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> Postman! Postman! Come here! here Tell okay. the neighborhood! What right, a shanda, Larry! Uh, uh, Larry uh, David! Uh, 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 u
But you're a lousy human being. He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair. Ashanda. Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew. Welcome back to 32 fans. Um, Sorry. Usually when I record a podcast right after a football game, that's how I started. We just saw the the Vikings uh, hold on and beat the Bears. They certainly let them hang around. Didn't mm. they? A single possession game. <laughs> Was it? Wasn't it 17-3? No, 17-9. The Bears scored a touch on the last play of the game. Oh, they scored the last play of the yeah. game? Oh, I, didn't, I yeah, turned it off percent. before then. Yeah, uh, it was called. it was called not a touchdown and then on review they made it a touchdown oh what a so, what a fantastic ending too. yeah oh it is because people live bet chicago plus 13 and a half and yeah um yeah just to let people see uh behind the curtains we recorded the rest of this podcast early monday but decided to hold on to the postman for monday evening to uh let a few more letters trickle in so why don't we uh post office stayed open a little late a little yeah. late this week. Mm. Um, extended hours for the post office. Um, so glad we all got your letters in. And let's check out what we had to say. First off, we have MJC who says, fun fact, I really enjoyed this episode. Mm. I feel like, do you want to choke a dolphin? It will become an all-time line. Destined to annoy Dr. Jen due to Alex's overuse. Bill Hader was splendid in triple. I don't think I'm a goulash guy. Good to know Larry is still fixated on the differences between sleeping and resting. Susie at her most manipulative. Fun jaunt of an episode. Come with guy is Irma. The asshole is Timor. And he gives the episode three and a half pretties. Now, why is Timor the biggest asshole of the three? Timor is the third one, right? Yeah. Uh He's the one at the restaurant. Yeah, I don't see how he's. I guess the argument is because he's the one who starts the whole rumor of the anti goulash. It's <laughs> well, not he, rumor. If he, well, yeah, but if, if he doesn't like call, not, nothing else happens. So he starts. But listen, all the. All, I think he has a, a moral obligation to his fellow uh, brothers or whatever. Like, this is their gig, right? They have to share all information. He can't be withholding all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, then, you know, they need to know if they're dealing with someone who's not a goulash guy. Yeah. For sure they do, because you charge them. If he's not a goulash guy, who knows who knows what other incredible things he doesn't like? Yeah. Like, why even bother sending him to the pet store if he's not a goulash <laughs> guy? He probably doesn't like pets. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, good job, right. by MJC. Next, next, we go to John Gormley, who says, good evening, Alex and Av. After an incredible run of episodes three to How eight. How did John know that we would be waiting for the evening to record the postman? Yeah. Good job. John, by him. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we said that we're, we're recording it after Monday Night Football, like on Twitter and other places. So I think that's how he knew. Um, he says, we have come to the end of the winning streak. Was disappointed with this episode. The Tracy Ullman joke is a great joke, but when Classic Curb scores a home run, they don't repeat the exact same joke for three episodes in a row. Eager was still the B storyline dispute taking the name of the episode. That was definitely a clever idea. Reaction to eating the goulash was hilarious. Lots of fun seeing Bill play all those characters. Jacket, the jacket storyline was there just to fill the episode, not overly funny. All existed to carry the one funny joke from it about Larry's hypothetical of gathering all his wardrobe from taking advantage of hospital patients during their rest. Come with guy is the dog walker. Fucking asshole is Tracy Ullman for nearly killing a dog. Verdict, just a pretty good episode, um, which I have recorded as uh, one pretty out of five. That's how I'm interpreting that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, 
I think you'll, I think actually you'll see, I took a peek ahead at the postman earlier. Um, we're, uh, we're going to be a little bit all over the place, I think on these, uh, on these ratings. So that's a one pretty out of five from John Gormley. Next we go to Tzvi Raps, who says, my name is Tzvi. And I like what you said about goulash. Uh, come with gal is Susie was not only happy to discuss the ins and outs of the surgery in graphic detail. She even showed her non rejuvenated vagina to Irma. <laughs> she also apologizes to Irma and Larry and forgives Jeff. The honorable mention to Sean Diston as the paramedic. That's three out of four weeks with an Earwolf podcaster in a small role. All right. Good. Good job for the Earwolf Network. Um, they're getting themselves onto Curb. Of course, we've been promised that we'll be on season 12 of Curb. So, um, you know, that's another one for whatever network that we're in, which I guess is the 32 fans network. I don't know. Are we in part of a network? I don't know. No, we're independent. We're part of the we're uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm Network. <laughs> okay yeah um he says the fucking asshole of the week is the nurse has no issue giving all of ben's medical medical info and room number to a complete stranger but god forbid she actually check about the sweater or let larry grab it all right so it's fees with me fuck the asshole of the nurse <laughs> says this episode has it all clitoral lifts blue sweaters herba reprimanding leon's recycling habits design of vaginas Three guys with nondescript Eastern European accents. All the plots tied together seamlessly. And I laughed out loud more than most, if not all, of the episodes this season. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Full five pretties from Tzvi. Mm, wow. All right. We go onwards to Kenny Eisman, who says, overall, I thought this episode was pretty weak. One, one pretty out of five weeks. Um, it had some good bits regarding Tracy Ullman, but the Igor stuff I felt was below par. Having said that, I would watch a show with just Larry and Irma all day. I want to be invited to her vagina, vagina, vagina party or the vagina viewing party mm. with Susie. Vajama. So it's like a it's like a vagina pajama yeah. party. Kind of. Yeah. Well, you show up in your pajamas because it's easier to, you know, to drop those than like regular. Right. Pants. Right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, they should, they should really go with like uh, the crotchless pajamas for if you're doing a vagina viewing. Party. That's a good like, point. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's the essence of the party. Yeah. Now, we had previously seen, of course, that Josh Gad had. Uh, I mean, we don't know if they were crotchless. We didn't see that part. But given the threads, no, by which they were they were, <laughs> they were missing other parts. For yeah, sure. but they, they may have been crotchless. We don't know. They may have been. There's yeah. no reason to assume that that part. Yeah, was you can't you can't crotchless. assume that you have a, a complete crotch when based on what we'd say. <laughs> No, sir. Yeah. Uh, he says Bill Hader is a character actor. So even if you think he is famous, it would make sense that he would play the roles that he did. The come with guy is Larry for well, not what, only giving his sweater I mean, to the man. How does he define those terms exactly? What? What makes that one character a character actor? actor? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you know that. Yeah. I guess if they play a lot of characters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a character actor is a supporting actor who plays unusual, interesting, or eccentric character. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's that sounds like Bill Hader. Okay, but I mean, he he he's the main character on his own show on HBO on Barry. Yeah. Um, how many people have seen Barry? Me, you, and like six other people. Is, I don't know. Is it that unseen? I don't know. It's probably not. Um, I mean, it's a show about a like it's a very dark comedy about a serial killer who also does like improv. Like it's probably not um, that great. Oh, I, don't, of, I, don't uh, I mean, it lots of awards and stuff. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think it's a great show. I agree with yeah. you on that. Um, 
So, yeah, he says the Kamath guy is Larry for not only giving his sweater to the man after his accident, but staying with him until the ambulance came. That's a real mensch. The fucking asshole of the episode was the writer of the episode because I felt it was pretty weak plotting. That's a little harsh. Um, so I Jeff the episode, and Larry, are they are the fucking assholes? Is that what he's saying? That's what he's saying. Well, I mean, Larry, we've given it before, but not like the real life Larry did. Yeah, but this um, is the first for Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're, we're not going to say that they wrote us. They were they tried their best to write us a funny show, yeah. <laughs> and some people liked it. Well, we're not saying um, it. It's, he, it's, one, it's one mailbag. We're not saying it. One yeah. mailbag. We, we, we listen. We have a rule. We have to read whatever is written in the mail. Yeah, I mean, so, we like, just as our as will our our guest uh, from the first part of the podcast. You know, one of the issues that Buzz Bissinger had with him is Buzz Bissinger was quoting like commenters on Deadspin articles and thinking that that Deadspin was responsible for that. Like, you know, Will is not responsible <laughs> for every commenter, and we are not responsible for every mailbag. Yeah, Buzz Bissinger has to study his section two thirty. Yes, exactly. Um, with all the legal references today. That's right. Uh, he says he gives the episode one and a half out of five pretties, even though I thought some of the jokes were very good episode wise. I felt not needed. All right. For someone a little bit higher on the episode, we go to Ali Lasher, who says, wow, this was my favorite episode I've seen of Curb in a long time. Wow. Was absolutely crushing. And I had multiple laugh out loud moments. Huge plane to land next week, but I have faith. Five pretties. I was prepared to give it four and a half because I didn't love Bill Hader. But by the end of the episode, I was back up to five full, baby. How do you not like Bill Hader? I think this is a five star episode. I'm shocked. Um, Yeah, I would have. I would have thought if you if you love this episode, you love Bill Hader. But hey, yeah, yeah, Curb is uh, has many, many multitudes for many people. Hmm. Um. she says, Susie is the come with gal. I almost gave it to Larry for getting Irma to think dropping the statue was her idea, going along with the vaginal rejuvenation plot line, saving a life, helping Jeff get the vase for Susie, offering to pay for it, albeit begrudgingly, apologizing for all three haters to get the second vase and having all of the best laughs in the episode, including one of the clearest and best side refer- Seinfeld references yet. But never mind. I convinced myself it's Larry. I'm going with Larry. What is that? Fucking asshole. Yeah, I assume. Yeah. That was, uh, I mean, that, that's not a, that's that's more than a reference. That's like a quote. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's more than a reference. It's yeah. so specific. Yeah. Uh, fucking asshole is the guy who got hit on the bike, stealing a sweater from the come with guy who saved yep. your life. Agreed. Yikes. All right. We next go to Joshua Schmitz, who says, honestly, this episode was kind of meh. There was a few like chuckle moments, but overall, nothing special. Although the runner between Larry and the hospital secretary talking about the differences between sleeping and resting reminded me of the same Aunt Ray and Larry conversation about Loretta. Furthermore, I really wish they would have done more with Bill Hader as he was mildly humorous in his roles, but just didn't really pay off in the end. Come with guy is Larry. Fucking asshole is Jeff, I guess, as I can't really think of one. And he gives the episode two pretties out of five. Next up is the great Jim Crumley, who says this is a solid episode highlighted by some quality work by Irmer and Igor. It was great timing that this came out the week after Jeff Garland got fired by the Goldbergs for saying my vagina too much. Uh, and he gives the episode three and a half out of five pretties. Didn't somebody tell us that like Jeff Garland would just like blurt out like gross words on this curb set a lot? Like there was, um, there was like a day where he was just like like yelling dicks in everyone's faces or something like that. Yeah, somebody told us that, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah, anymore. I can't remember exactly. But this is ringing a bell. So I once forgot one of our guests was on the podcast, as you know. So, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, come with guy. Is who could it be? Bill maybe, maybe it's Allie Lasher. Maybe it's Jeff Schaefer. Um, it was not Allie Lasher. Allie Lasher was present at the time this happened. Yes. 
I, I challenge you like, oh, did you forget that she was on too? But that would have been funnier. <laughs> that would have yeah. Gim's come with guy is Bill Hader, one splendid Eastern European, two splendid Eastern Europeans, three splendid Eastern Europeans. Wahahaha. The fucking asshole is the clerk at original store that sold Larry and Jeff the vase, a $10,000 vase, and you throw it in a box and don't bubble wrap it. Unbelievable. Yeah, but then, but the super fancy store all, that also did that, apparently. Uh, that's what he's saying. The original store. Oh, the, well, well, the 10,000. Oh, well, they were both. Oh, they're both 10,000. Both. Yeah. Yeah. But at least poorly. Bill Hader was like this, like, you know, yeah. antique store with like some like. Yes, weirdo yes, guy. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's um, less like forgivable. The, it's it's yeah. less forgivable for the other store. Yeah. Um, OK. Zach Brooks says, do you guys think your sweater was supposed to match the vase when they first introduced him? Um, that would have been like a Garden Garden State-esque uh, bit if they had done that. Uh, hmm. Maybe that means the goulash matches Tibor's outfit, too. Speaking of, when was the last time you had goulash? I feel like I was a goulash guy as a kid, but it's been a long time. Yeah, I'm still not quite sure on what goulash is compared to other things that I've had. It sounds yeah. like um, this is just like a regional thing, possibly. And I have mm. and I've had goulash many times by other names. Um, he says, Bill, well, Hader, if, you're just, if you're just with- using goulash as a, as a synonym for stew, then yeah. Well, that's what it seems like it might be. Well, I think it is a specific. Yeah. I mean, would you say that every stew is a challenge also? No, because challenge is a type of stew. Well, and goulash is a type of stew also. And there's many different kinds of challenge, okay, many different so kinds of goulash. All right, but... let's let's dig in. Let's dig in here. Yeah. Well, I really rather Wikipedia page. Goulash thing. This. Well, you, you, I think I think goulash and challenge are fairly good um, parallel comparisons. Yeah, it does look like challenge, kind of. Yeah, goulash. Yeah, it's from to, Hungary to Hungarians. What challenge is to Eastern European Jews? To, to Jewish Hungarians. Yeah. Um. Comes from the, the Hungarian word gufia, which means herd of cattle. Mm. Yeah, so no vegetarian goulash, please. And gulias means herdsmen, herdsmen, herdsmen. <laughs> Tell the neighborhood. Um, okay. Uh, Bill Hader, the actor, is the come with guy. Triple duty this week. Leon, the fucking asshole, for throwing away recyclables. Bill Hader was great, but the rest of the episode was meh. Two pretties out of five. One more thing. What's with the unnecessary comma before the ampersand? Yes, in the episode? that drove me nuts. Thank you. Totally extra. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a fan of the Oxford comma in general. It but looks the, particularly ridiculous with an yes. ampersand. Yeah. Yes. It looks crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Completely inappropriate. Um, <laughs> uh, the punctuation of this episode is a fucking asshole. Mm. Um, okay. And finally, we close it off with Olin Allen, who says this was a delightfully fun episode. Nice to have some playful fun with Bill Hader and giving him a chance to play a multitude of characters and do some old fashioned accent based comedy. Susie and Irma were strong again and enjoyed their exchanges with Larry thoroughly. Also, as a man who has a few backside issues from sitting all day at work, I am very much a standing up man when I can. So I have a lot of these. Please sit down discussions. Does does it does act as a kind of power move. The sweater bit was probably just a bit dull. In fairness, there wasn't that much the actor could bring to the role. And he gives the episode three pretties out of five. Come with Gal. Once again, I am going for Irma. No matter how disgusting and vile they tried to make the character, Ullman just oozes sensual sexuality in the role. Mm. <laughs> so jealous of Larry with those intimate scenes. And hey, she's helping the environment and working on that fence law as well. The fucking asshole of the week. I will go with Igor, the concierge, I believe. No, that's uh, Gregor. Right. Igor is the antique guy. 
Yes, Igor's the oh, antique no. guy. Yes, Gre- Igor's the yes. antique guy. Yes, Gre- Gregor is the concierge. concierge. Timor is, Timor is the, the restaurant the, guy. Is the goulash. The goulash. <laughs> yes. Um, I did have. I was once in a situation where um, my friend was complaining to a waiter about food, and he tried to insist that the waiter eat like eat the French fries that he had to show him how bad they were. Yeah, and the waiter's like, "I'm sorry, sir. I'm not going to eat your dinner." <laughs> But here, like the goulash, the like, uh, Timor, he like volunteers. He's like, I'll try goulash. I mean, leaving aside COVID and like hygiene stuff, if it, if it looks clean, I feel like the, the, the maybe not the servant, but the chef, if he's going to dispute the complaint, I think he does have to taste it. Uh, I think in most restaurants, they would just like, you know, accommodate the customer. I'd be like, oh, oh no, I'm going to taste I, it. I agree 100 percent. But <laughs> if your position is no, I think it's fine. I think you're wrong. If that is the position. That's usually going to be the restaurant's position. They're, really you've you've complained about food in the restaurant that said no you're wrong it's fine we're not taking it back oh no that's not that's not what they say but their their position is probably uh, i'm not saying they're private, they're, unreasonable. They're public, they're it's fine stated position which right timor here is saying no it's fine i can't <laughs> well, take your word that for it, it's t- not good i need to test it myself <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's surprising yeah. it's a surprising move <laughs> um anyway um the one of the similar acts that's a man who I felt really led Larry and Jeff down the wrong, the wrong path. Um, so yeah, the concierge he's saying is the worst. Um, is that, and that's, yeah, I think that's who we agreed was the worst one, right? Oh no, that's what we said was the best one. Ah, with come with guy, fuck the asshole. They could be the same thing sometimes. Yeah. The one, whoever was the biggest asshole, the come with guy also for this particular set of rankings. Okay. That takes us to the end of the postman. <laughs> Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. Let's get to our overall uh, episode scores. Uh, from the mailbag, we had an average of 9.4, which is 72nd overall for the audience, um, together with my 2.5 and, and Alex's 2 and Will's 3. That drops down the overall grade to 2.61. So a little bit above that halfway score. Um, but unfortunately, uh, does drop it two points in the uh, rankings down to 74th overall. Mm. Um, and I have it so 73rd. Yeah, this, uh, so perfect. There you go. Um, so you're right in between the audience and the overall. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. Okay, so Ab, next week, uh, the season finale, The Mormon Advantage. So let's take a sneak peek at that. A sneak peek, I should say. A sneak peek. Yes. Uh, well, let's be a little sneaky and see. Uh, I guess we're going to meet even more new characters as we try and wrap up all these storylines. Yeah? Yeah. What's going on? You'll find out. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you're going to find out. Something's going on. Pains me to say this, but you're going to have to leave for a few days. I will allow Leon to stay here for a few nights. Oh, boy. Thank you. I'll do this for you. You've got to do something for me. Always with the quid pro quo. <laughs> you're from Salt Lake? Yeah. Oh you're, oh, you're so lucky. You've heard the tabernacle, the choir. What's more beautiful than castrated boys singing? <laughs> now, I'm not an expert on the Mormon tabernacle choir, but I don't believe they're castrated. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Something to research for next week. <laughs> it feels like if they were, it would be the first thing that we knew about the Mormon tabernacle yes, choir. Yes, right. So. <laughs> Yeah, by the yeah, way, I don't know if we mentioned this on this podcast, off, but um, Maria Sophia's father also played the um, the guy who worked at the hotel. And you're not yeah. going to get me to say anything bad about Mickey. Right. When they go to Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh, are, are we saying is, is this the same person in this world or a different person? Um, I I'm going to assume same because that gives him yeah. more reason yeah. to be angry at uh, Larry. Uh, this is like how Dre DiMatteo plays two different characters in the Sopranos. Most serious. Oh, she was a that she's because she was the hostess. Yeah, and then they made she played like the, yeah a, a uh, slightly more significant character later. Yeah, on. yes, and like the and of course of course uh, all the uh, the eleven or twelve people that people every uh, every character actor in New York has played on Long. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do like the potential of uh, Susie and Leon under the same roof. Yes. So for that alone, I'm looking forward to the finale. Do we it have any speculation? Like it's going to be long. It's going to be long for why he has to leave the house. I don't know. It's a good question. Um, probably something Irma related. Probably she's had just had enough of him is what I would guess. Oh, oh she, she's not moving into the guest house or there's like a plan because at the beginning, he, he seems to hint at some sort of plan. So perhaps there's a, the, the plan needs needs him to get out. Yeah, there's some kind of plot or scheme, which are the same thing, of course. All right. Well, Will, we, we've had a blast here discussing uh, the penultimate episode of season one of Curb with you today. Um, so thank you so much for Thanks joining for us. Me. I'm sorry. I know we originally were going to do at the beginning of the season. I'm, I'm sorry it took so long, but I'm glad I was glad to be able to get on before the season. Ended. Yeah, no we, worries. We get, to, we get to review much of the arc of the season with you also. So that's yes, good. Exactly. We get to uh, look at it from a broader perspective. Uh, tell us what are your. Obviously, you you have you have your movie podcast uh, with LZ. To tell us what are your what are your thoughts? A sneak preview, unless uh, unless I'm jumping on something that you don't want to share. What is your number one movie of the year? I I can't say because tomorrow is Dork Fest. Tomorrow Dork is Fest. our end okay. of the year our end of the year show. But I will say that um, w- uh, uh, I will say that Licorice Pizza is not in my top ten, mm. which is making people angry, uh, which <laughs> may make people angry at me. But uh, but it's good, it's good. But it's uh, I'm not I'm not as high on that movie as I pre- I tend to like Paul Thomas Anderson in like freakish control mode, yeah. not in I'm just being wild and having a great time mode. Like I I'm a inherent by skeptic. Mm-hmm. Like uh, and so I agree with this that. is, this, yeah, is better than, this is better than inherent vice. Yeah, it's more, it's more accessible than inherent vice. But I still manic Paul Thomas and it is not my favorite Paul Thomas. Yeah, I I would say that just you know I didn't like love love licorice pizza it's definitely not like near the top of my paul thomas anderson movies it still might be my favorite movie of the year um in part because i don't think this was the best movie year but i haven't seen everything yet from like the the late like november december releases so maybe that'll change uh but to date this feels like kind of an off year to me i recommend come on come on the um, i've heard that i've heard that that's i've heard that yeah it's on my list um the ever-growing lists of year ends yes exactly all right. So, yeah, this has been great. Um, everyone should check out Will on his various podcasts. Check him out on Twitter. And, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, for the season finale. Hopefully not the series finale, but the season finale of season 11 of Curb Enthusiasm. I think you and I are both confident that next week's finale will be. Get a life, Jews.